Okay. Very general. Very. Yeah. Very, very chilled. General, very relaxed. Very, chilled, yeah. very relaxed. <laughs> it's like, here's the thing. I love tapping into people's minds, and I like there like i want to live life the way you live for at least 30 or 40 minutes and i just want to mm. i want to see your perspective if i can get that perspective because i think perspective is everything yeah. but anyways let's start well, welcome to the show jordy thanks thank so much you. for being here thanks for cheers, having guys. me cheers and she is on uh, when the camera's rolling yeah, that's <laughs> so why, that's why casual <laughs> so casual there's nothing uh then pass me a beer bro it's a, i'm <laughs> cheer, <laughs> cheering with an empty can <clears throat> congratulations on uh Winning the uh, algorithm of uh, TikToks yeah. and Instagram, you've been getting famous. You've been, you've been, you've been in my Instagram a lot. And uh, do, do you know how that happened? Do you have any idea why and how that happened? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think I get really lucky a lot of the time, but I think I also like consume so much content mm-hmm. that I kind of have a a feel for the rhythm of yeah. what videos might do well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, not always. Like, I think you kind of also there's an element of just like throwing it to the wall and seeing what sticks. What sticks and yeah, I yeah. think I'm just not afraid to post whatever, even if it's mm. cringy. Mm. Um, so I think that's helped a lot because I think a lot of things that I post don't do very well. Right. And then it's just the random one that does well. Yeah, And yeah. It's, it's not what you expect no. to, it to be. It right? never is. No. Yeah. Usually, except yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I'm like. I get an idea or for a song or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, I think the people will like this mm-hmm. one. Like the yeah. Stanley Tucci song that I just posted. Mm. I had a dream that I wrote that song. And then <laughs> so I woke up the next day and I was and, like, I got to actually yeah. write this. And as soon as I wrote it, I was like, this is going to be good. And I yeah. sent it to my friend and she was like, yeah, people will relate to this. But other times I've posted and just had no idea. Like the first video that ever went um did well for me yeah, the safe sexual that one, one yeah, yeah. yeah that's that one did insane on instagram yes. like almost out of proportionally yeah. insane um were you expecting it to be uh viral not at no. all not at all um because that was the first video i think i've ever posted, posted? on my stand yeah, or yeah, maybe yeah. like the second or mm. something um yeah, <laughs> that was insane. That was like the second time I had ever done stand up, and the rest of that set. So that was like that joke went really well, but the rest of that set didn't go that great mm-hmm. because I was really nervous. Yeah. It was only the second yeah. time doing it, and so mm-hmm. like I think I forgot some of my stuff and like blanked out. And I think the way I got off stage was even being like, I forgot the rest of my set. Sorry, bye. <laughs> but like my Did friend you? had filmed that one good yeah, moment, yeah, and yeah. I only posted that yeah. one good moment. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you need. That clip. So that was yeah. your very beginning stage of uh, comedy uh, stand up, right? Yeah, it was my. I want to say my second open mic. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this was the time when we had Josh Hill on. I saw Jody's clip and I was like, oh, what should she do? She's a musical comedian as well. So Josh Hill, I don't know if you know who Josh Hill is. He's a musical comedian as well. Oh. And he's, uh, I would say he's one of the OGs. He's, he's, yeah. He's been doing this for, what, 20 he's years? been doing it for I'm really bad with decades, names, yeah. but I'm better with faces. I'm going to search him. <laughs> yeah, yeah look him up. Josh Earl. And uh, shout out to Josh Earl, man. He's, he's, one, he's so shout good. Shout out. Shout to out Josh to Josh Earl. Earl. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, Tell, tell us about how you got into it. Well, you've been, you said you've been here about three years, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So uh, what were you doing in Canada and how did you get into comedy? Um, I have a bit of a journey. Um, mm-hmm. I think like a lot of people mm-hmm. in their like early 20s that yeah. maybe don't know what they want to do. So I 
went to school in Canada. I did a Bachelor of Fine Art. Mm-hmm. Fine um, Arts. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, sculpture good. was my specialization and textiles really? specifically. Yeah. So then I came here thinking that I would maybe go into fashion because I did textiles mm. and I did a lot of um, retail. So I worked retail here again when I came and then I just hated my life. And I was like, I don't want to do fashion because there's no way to do like ethical fashion. <laughs> there's like yeah. literally no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even if you're like environmentally conscious, whatever it is, you're still like making things for people to consume. So yeah. that didn't feel fulfilling. And so I, was, I had a quarter life crisis uh, during COVID. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to do that. What do I want to do? I don't know. I just knew that I wanted to stay in Australia, but that was it. Uh, so I went back to school for psychology. And I started doing um, a diploma of psychology at the University of Melbourne. And I did that for about, I don't know, maybe a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I like it was kind of very part time. Uh, But I still have an interest in psychology. But I think that even while doing it, I was like, oh, I would love to like be on stage in some capacity or like interacting with groups of people Mm. and be like kind of a liaison between Mm. like psychology psychology information in like the public Public. and maybe an approachable way Mm. so that's why I was getting the diploma and I think that I always kind of had a bit of an interest in comedy like even in Canada before I left because I came here on a whim like I I I asked this to immigrants I said why did you guys come in yeah (laughs) none of us fuckers have any idea (laughs) why why, uh, I don't know better life no one has any idea there's like oh well it's like a dream that we're chasing and you know what growing up in India we are we see a lot of uh, American media and when I got here, I was like, what the fuck? This is so different than what I saw. It's so much different. People are just like very chill, very different than what I was expecting it to be. And it was a shocker. Was it a shocker for you as well? Was it a cultural shock at any? Um, yeah, a little bit. It was interesting. So I was in Canada and I finished that bachelor's degree in fine art. And then I was traveling in Southeast Asia mm-hmm. for a couple of months with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got to the end of the trip. And I was like, I don't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> she and she had like a business job to go back to mm. like everything was set out for her whereas nothing was set out for me like I didn't know what I wanted to do I didn't know where I would live I didn't know anything so I was like oh maybe I'll just keep my trip going and like I met some people who really liked coming to Australia so I was like oh I'll just do that and so mm. I changed my flight home to a visa for here mm-hmm. and then within like three days of being in Melbourne I knew I wanted to stay well so what was it about Melbourne that you thought that oh shit I'm, I'm gonna stay do you feel like home here Yeah, I think there's a lot of things I could rant about. I remember the first moment where I was like, yeah, this is a place I want to stay is because of the humor here, because I was walking down the street and I saw a sign that said it was like a political sign, like Mm -hmm. a vote for me thing, Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. campaign sign. And it was for a guy named Scott Dick. (laughs) And his sign was... Don't be a dick. Vote for one. <laughs> and I was like, as if yeah. that's just like yeah. on the street yeah. here. Like that would never really happen that's in Australia. Canada, I swear. Yeah. It was just so Australian. Um, but I remember seeing that. I and love like, that. Yeah, I want to live here. <laughs> that's such a cool observation, man. I, I just walked past by it. That's such a cool observation. Good job. Mm. Wow. So <clears throat> did you ever perform uh, comedy? Did you ever do stand-up in Canada? Back in Canada? No. Yeah. No. I had kind of like... I'd done musical theater growing up, so Mm -hmm. I was a bit of a theater kid and a bit of a drama person. But um, during my bachelor's degree, uh, I didn't really 
I never really got into it, except I would go watch shows. Mm. And I, I think what I've learned is that, like, if anyone ever asked me, like, what's your advice for, like, figuring out what you want to do? Mm. I always say, like, look at what you're a huge fan of and what you're a supporter sure. of. Mm. And if, like, you know, if you keep being drawn to something, it's probably because you wish you could do, yeah, it. Could do it. And yeah. you probably can. Mm. You just have to try. Yeah. So I don't know. Unless, like, you want to be, like, an NBA player and you're, like, five foot. Then maybe not, but... <laughs> Who, what were the shows or who were the people that you were looking back in Canada? Oh, just local things like um, groups on campus and uh, stuff like that. And then I was watching like Netflix specials mm. and that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. So what what was the moment that you thought that, okay, I want to go on a stage and I want to perform and you had material because you don't just step on a stage. You have a material. You must have written things down before. Yeah, I don't know. It was when I was working retail and hating my life when I first got here, I would have lunch breaks where yeah. I would like I was like, maybe I'll just try. And then I would like go on my lunch break and like write into notebooks and like So you were writing material in your lunch breaks? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I was going to watch open mics occasionally before mm. I ever decided to do comedy. Yeah. And I would watch people do open mics and some would be good and some would be bad and I'd be like well, if they can do it, I can do mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we all know that feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, I think I can do that too. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they're like bad at comedy. It just means like if that person's not afraid to go out there and be yeah. bad at doing it, mm. then like, why am I afraid? I don't know. Hmm. So <clears throat> what did you see? Did you feel any difference in the psychology of humor? Because I think if, if you, you're a, if you're a funny person, and if you have friends around you while growing up, you always that funny person in a group. Did you see the difference between psychology of the masses back in Canada and back here? Did you see like, oh, I think this joke must have would have worked back in Canada or back home or this place, but it doesn't work here. It works here. I don't know. It have worked here. It's yeah. really interesting. I think I get like re real time feedback from my demographics mm. on online. Yeah. Like I know that my musical comedy especially the kind of more lewd stuff does really well in England. Mm. But then the mm. sapiosexual joke gave me like tons of followers from the U S so I don't know. Like, what does that mean? I don't mm. know. Yeah, true. Okay. What did you make of the uh, Melbourne comedy festival from an outsider's perspective? Mm. I, it is such a great thing. Mm. It's just like a great community. I don't know. I met so many cool people. And, like, everyone is so different and mm. so unique and could have such different comedy styles. Yeah. But everyone just gets along so well because you all have the same kind of way of going about conversations, which is just to make each other laugh. Mm. I don't know. It was just such a cool environment. It's so big and everyone's festive and I don't know. Do you, th do you think that community would exist in Canada as well? Is, is there something similar that would exist in Canada? It's either? hard to say. I like Because I didn't get into it until I got here, mm. I think that I could probably be like, no, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why but, are all, all our questions like related to Melbourne? In Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed the patterns like, holy shit, all our questions. But sorry, go just on. Just want to know the difference. <laughs> yeah, just, just want to know the difference. But um, Montreal is huge for comedy as well. So maybe yeah. it would be oh, different there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe because there's the Just for Laughs mm. festival yeah, there. Course, so it's yeah. probably similar. I yeah. don't know. I think it's big. I think it's actually bigger. We um, had Luca Muller in um, who actually did a show, mm. show there and is actually. Uh, from what he said, it seems bigger than Melbourne as well. 
Mm. Back in Montreal? Yeah, Montreal. Mm. Yeah. I think that's almost what makes Melbourne kind of special, mm. is that it's a bit smaller. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot about, like, the Edinburgh Fringe, mm. which just sounds chaotic and, like, there's so many shows going on and tiny little venues and all this kind of, I don't know, it's different. Whereas here it's, there's mm. 600 shows, whereas I think in Fringe there's over 3,000. Yeah. So just the difference in scale, it means you can kind of meet everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Hard to say. I haven't done it, so. Oh. So why musical comedy? Why not just stand up? Why, what was it about you that that you thought, okay, this is my this is going to be my thing? Yeah. So I had never written a song before. I like the first song I ever wrote was um my song about childhood masturbation. Do you know which one? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I think the one that you're in a tub and you Yeah, hit that, a, hit a tab. That clip tab? is from that song. Oh, that song? Okay. yeah. Yeah, because okay. it's like the premise of the song is I talk about how I think like kids are sex pests. And then I list all these examples of ways that you were probably a sex pest as a kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, then, yeah. and then after that, in like the second verse or whatever, I say my current story, which is the bathtub one. Yeah. So then I say, we're all sex pests still, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason that. I wrote that into a song was because I wanted to talk about childhood masturbation, but I just didn't feel right to talk about it, to just talk about it. It felt kind of <laughs> weird. So I don't you have know. to just like slip it under the table and just ease it in for the people. I mean, like, the song is pretty shocking, but at the same time, I think it's because it's in a song. It's like more approachable yeah. or something. I don't it know. It has a punchline and people was like, oh shit, people had a great response to that song. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. It's like, geez, that's good. Yeah, it's a good rhyme. So <clears throat> do you write your songs now in your breaks? Like, do you have, like, do you work now? Do you working? Do you have a full-time job? Yeah, kind of. I, I don't have a full-time job. I'm yeah. a bit of a drifter, uh, especially because I'm moving mm. away in the future. Like, mm. I'm going to, um, I'm getting a job uh, in Brisbane for three months. And then after that, I'm moving to Auckland, I think. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm going to move to Scotland. And then I'm going to come back here. Oh. So I have right. That's quite the trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> that's quite the move. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I haven't gotten a full time job since I decided to do comedy because I just, I don't know. I think if I do get one, I'd really like to get a job in like writing or mm. something like that, mm. like something more in the field that Feels, I'm in. Because yeah. I think I don't think I would be able to go back to like a, a day job. Yeah. Um, mm. Like, I think once you figure out what mm. you want to do, it's hard to do something else. Like, I, I pay the bills with, like, hospitality work yeah. and that sort of thing. But, yeah. <laughs> so it's, well, it's the same for us. We podcast and then we go back to a warehouse and <laughs> Monday through to Friday. It's very bizarre. It's it like is. the yeah. tale of being a creator. It, it, like yeah, you have exactly. to pay the bills somehow. But mm. at the same time, I actually think it's good because I think that if you didn't have a job where you hated your life mm. you wouldn't appreciate doing the creative stuff exactly because yeah. like right now i'm not working too much I've, i wasn't laid off but essentially they had two casual staff including me on their staff team and they decided to kind of let us go and hire a part-time person and so mm. now i'm like i cover when someone's sick mm. or when they're yeah. away for a vacation yeah. it's like an on-call thing yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so i get way less shifts than i used to <laughs> and i have so much free time and i am less motivated sometimes to do mm -hmm. the creative stuff so it just depends really oh so how how often do you perform it uh, and does do you think that when you matters for you what 
Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> is it my accent? It's the, it's the accent. It's the accent. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've been accused what of What matters for me? Yeah. Uh, what Do you think venues matter for you? Like a venue? Oh, like a venue. venue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did I wish my V&W? That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that messes me up. That he says That's that. That's my it's favorite the accent thing. Uh, yeah. um, Germans do that as well. Directly? Yeah, I had a German roommate in... I went to boarding school and she would be like, do you want to watch a video? And I just yes. thought it was like... Yes, yes, that's what he, he does the same <laughs> thing. It's so cute. I don't think you should try to get rid of it. I think you should keep it. <laughs> yeah, I try my best. Uh, what was the word that you were that you picked out then? Was uh -huh. it wa wapes? Va yeah, yeah, vaping, vaping. You it's say wapes. vaping. You say wapes. <laughs> it's, it's not vapes. It's so cute. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> I forgot. Oh, uh, when? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. How I often? do it. I maybe once to twice a week. Once to twice um, a week. That's good. It's. I'm. I try to get out there as much as I can because I know that it's really important mm. to like get out there and grind and. Yeah do the time on stage because every time you do it you just get better and better but um i also am busy mm. and i like being asked to be on lineups mm. no wait i take that back i don't mind asking <laughs> to be on lineups but it is nice when you were asked because then it's yeah. like oh yeah sure yeah, and then the validation yeah, yeah and then yeah. you can put it in your schedule and it's like you don't have to like wonder what's coming up you know yeah. what i mean mm. so sometimes if i don't get asked to be on a lineup i just won't perform in a week or whatever true true yeah so do you always have material ready and set to go or do you write that on fresh or do you like a freestyle person what kind of uh, uh you know Ooh, definitely not freestyle um yeah i think the people who can freestyle we had sammy shah i don't know if you know sammy shah he's so. a freestyle person that's like man i i'm a massive fan of those people can you imagine he just writes bullet points and he freestyles the whole set mm. yeah that's an, incredible and for an hour and we did see sammy shah in uh for comedy festival and it's just amazing as he is always so yeah so you don't you don't freestyle do you no i think that um like sometimes I probably do it similarly to a lot of comedians, which is that I have um, probably about 15 minutes worth of material, mm. especially because I do music like a lot of it. I don't know. I have to lead into the songs in very specific ways mm. or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I have about 15 to 20 minutes of material and then I'll just decide what I want to do that night. If I have like a mm. five minute spot, then I'll pick from it and I'll decide what I'm in the mood for, what I think is funny um what's been working well lately and then if i'm up for it or if i've written something then i'll throw in like 30 to one minute 30 seconds to one minutes mm. of new stuff mm -hmm. and see how it lands yeah but you mm. sandwich it kind of in between the stuff that's good i see because if you start right away with like new stuff there's a chance that it could go badly which is fine, but yeah. there is a chance it could go badly and then you've lost the audience yeah. right at the beginning and it's like... But if you end up with the bad stuff, then that's what they're going to remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the sandwich in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can earn their yeah. earn their trust back yeah. towards the end. Yeah. And then, yeah, they won't have a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. How long have you been doing this for? Um, Like 11 months now? 11 months. 11 months. That's, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And... Mm. Uh, I'm glad that you're self-critical of your own sets. Are you? Do you critique your own sets? Do you watch your videos back and be like, "Oh, I could have just improved on this." Yeah, it's like painful watching videos back, but or at least before yeah. you do it. But then while you're watching it, 
it's really not that bad. I think mm. a lot of comedians don't because they're too scared to like cringe at themselves. Yeah. But like I said, like I do a lot of cringy stuff and I just, you just have to learn to live with it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I edit these videos, edit these podcasts. I mean, for an hour or two, I'm listening to myself over and over again because I'm cutting the gaps in between. Mm. And I'm like, it's, it's very, it's, it's annoying. You, it's, you have to, you have to live with it. And it's very annoying. And Dan doesn't get to experience that. You sort of, you sort of get I, used, used to it though, because I have yeah. to scrub through the podcast and try and find something to write about yeah. for each episode. <laughs> so I, I sort of skip over my parts or my questions. Okay. So I get straight to the guests or straight to you and then write about that. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, um, I think there's, I saw this, um, what I'm looking for, charity clash that you're working on. Yeah. What is it about? Um, yeah. So uh, I'm moving away, as mm-hmm. I said. And so I wanted to do like one final thing. I didn't really know what, but I decided to have, to put on a lineup because mm. I'd wanted to in the past. Mm. Um, and then I just decided to kind of integrate it to be for charity because everyone likes charity. Um, but yeah, it's, I basically, so my mom passed away from bowel cancer last year mm. and my brother passed away six years ago to suicide. And so I think, especially coming like so recently losing my mom, I think it's, something that I do want to start integrating into my regular life. Mm-hmm. And cause I am so like, I'm relatively private, but like I do talk publicly. And so I'd like to be a bit more authentic and be able mm-hmm. to talk about these things, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to like slowly integrate it into yeah. my life. And I think that doing something like a charity event with that just is in support of two things that, you know, represent those two sides of mm-hmm. me, I think, will be good to kind of start integrating it into my life. And um, the charities are like really great charities. Um, So I'm really, really excited to just give them money. What are the two charities uh, that you're... Yes, it's the Man Cave, which is basically like a youth... um, Oh, I don't know the word. They go in and they like talk to youths. So like counseling, basically? (laughs) Uh, Like groups. What's the word? There's a word for it. I can't think of what it is. Like mm. someone that goes and talks at a school. Uh, lecture? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Essentially. Like they yeah. go in and they yeah. give like lectures yeah. to students and they like do like workshops. Of, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah Motivational speaker. That's yeah. kind of what they do. Yeah, okay. So they, they go in and they do that. Um, I think they do like camps. I think they do like other kind of things. I'm not actually quite sure the details, but essentially it's, they talk about um, like toxic masculinity and they like talk about community and mental health um Mm. specifically targeting like young men and i think it's just like really cool to get in there early and be Mm -hmm. talking to teenagers because i think that that's one of the hardest times for young men especially and it's Mm -hmm. like when their brains are developing and shaping and it is like isn't it like the biggest killer of men is suicide suicide yeah yeah. which is just so heartbreaking Mm. um my brother had schizophrenia so his suicide was actually kind of delusion based mm-hmm. but still on the same grain i think that like um you know mental health struggles in general could be aided by learning to those coping mechanisms earlier in life so yeah that's what the man cave do- does and that's how it kind of yeah represents my brother and then bowel cancer australia is obviously just like supporting research mm. in bowel mm-hmm. cancer which is what my mom had so yeah. yeah that's awesome like i'm glad that you found the two very specific sort of charities that <laughs> yeah. sort of target that what you've been through yeah um 
it's such a personal thing to put out there as well. So that's quite that's quite the step to go through when you're putting yourself out there as yeah. a comedian, then to sort of add that element of your life mm-hmm. to the public eye. That's a quite a you know courageous thing to do as well. So I, I admire that a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. What's next for you? What What is future hold for you? So do you see yourself doing this for a long time? Do you see yourself as being the comedian now? I think, yeah, I think that once you figure out what you want to do, it is so hard to go back to anything else. Mm. Um, so I'll go, I'll probably just keep doing this wherever it <laughs> takes me. I tend to just, I don't know. I'm not, I'd like to be more of a go-getter, but I tend to not be very much of a go-getter. Like mm. I have people like in my DMs that see me posting online and they'll send me messages being like, when's your tour? And I'm like, Oh my god! <laughs> like I I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only been doing this eleven months. Like I really wait for opportunities to come yeah. to me. Um, and so far that's worked out for me. I think there will be a point, maybe in the next like two years, where I have to step up and actually start mm. like advocating for myself a little more and like selling myself. But right now I'm just coasting. And also like I am still recovering from the death of my mom. Like in that video um, that I put it online, I said a year ago but that was kind of a slip up because i meant to say last year because it only right. my mom only passed away in november mm-hmm. so That's i'm still kind of yeah going through the grief of that mm-hmm. um and so i am kind of just taking it easy that's why i only do like one to two shows a week because mm-hmm. i'm just trying to and like all last year my mom was battling cancer as well so like yeah since i found out last year in february is when i started doing comedy in june right. which mm-hmm. is so weird <laughs> like mm-hmm. to be wow. Yeah, like dealing with this, but then also having this outlet that is so creative. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like comedy, like you're laughing. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, I think it honestly kept me afloat. Like, mm. and I'm, I'm oh, it's a, a great distra- distraction as well, exactly. from, well from that sort of stuff. Do you know what? Saying distraction is, I would, I would say, it still have a has a negative connotation in my world. I would say. People who turn their trauma, especially Dilruk Dan, right? He talks about his uh, him having a heart attack and all the other things. I think people who turn their trauma into a comedy set, I'm a massive fan of those people because it's not easy to do that. First, you have to process the trauma and then you have to write it down and then you, do, then you relive it over and over again. And then you perform mm-hmm. it on stage over and over again. I'm a massive fan of that. Yeah, and I think and, if you uh, talk about it too soon, then it's, yeah, it's, it's, uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable. Like yeah, you need to have finished. somewhat processed Process, yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. I think I'm at a point where I have processed it like enough to be able to talk about it in little spurts. Mm-hmm. And especially with a charity event, it's more like I don't necessarily have to talk about it too much at the show. I don't know how much I will, but like people know that that's why it's happening. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of nice. Like, it's like the first step is just like letting people know yeah, yeah, yeah. what's mm. going on. Cause I don't know. I'm, my comedy isn't that honest. Mm. My songs are, but often my stand up isn't like, I talk a lot about like my dating life, but mm-hmm. like I haven't dated in a year and a half Yeah, because mm. I was a serial monogamist. So I kept like getting into relationships mm. after I like went on a date with someone yeah. So I'd date, like I've, I had very little time being single in between relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I decided after my last one, I was like, I'm not going to date for an entire year. And then that year turned into like a year and a half, two years. And now I'm like upstage being like, no, my dating life's not going well, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm not even dating on purpose because it was going too well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So I think my goal in the next year or two is to 
be more authentic on stage and maybe tell stories that are a bit like more true. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's scary. But why though? But why? I don't know. I don't want to be authentic. Look, I, <laughs> no, seriously. Be a fake ass bitch. <laughs> not, not fake ass. I'm thinking. I'm saying that if you could make it obviously not true mm. imagine oh i met an alien jordy's an alien today right she looks like <laughs> just go full absurd yeah just go full i think that'll that'll be fun I yeah <laughs> i think i'll just try out a bunch of different things i think i am still finding my style mm. so well yeah. you're only you're less than a year in yeah to comedy as well so it's very much a, a learning process as well Definitely. the more you go on mm-hmm. yeah, but can you please tell us where people can find you and um we just want to thank you so much for being here. This yeah, is a very short yeah. It's a very short podcast. Short and sweet. Short we covered a lot. Sweet. I talked a lot, which but is that's, my perfect scenario. Yeah. I love to talk. <laughs> but there's, there was at least five or six premises that I wish I would like to tap in, but I just didn't have time. Yeah. I just hard. didn't have time. But uh, hopefully we can have you on again. And yeah. uh, please tell us where we can find of course. you. Um, on Instagram, it's at Jode Sloan, J-O-D-S-L-O-A-N. And then TikTok, I think, is at Jode Sloan as well. And I don't know. I'm on YouTube. I'm on all the things, but I, I Do mostly post, post much on, on TikTok. I actually post more on TikTok. So I have more followers, double followers on TikTok than I've I never do had on TikTok in my phone. Really? Never. Don't get it. It's like crack. <laughs> no, I don't have TikTok either. No. Nope. Do yeah. not. Try my best. I think that passed me by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it because. Um, on Instagram, it's like all people I know mm. as well as strangers. But then oh, TikTok, it's like some people I know, but then mm. a bunch of strangers. Yeah. And then maybe some people that I know that are hidden in their username. So I don't know that I know right. them. Yeah. So I prefer that. Like I'll test out material on TikTok. Yeah. And then if it does well or if I think it's okay for Instagram, then I'll post it to Instagram. But I actually post more on TikTok. Um, but don't buy it. Don't, not buy it. But don't get in. Don't, don't get buy in. the. Don't buy don't the buy hype. It's buy not. It's so addictive. <laughs> well, okay, awesome. Hey, Jody, listen. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Hopefully thank we you. Can have you. So nice to meet you guys. So Sorry, good. I was. No, so no, 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 no. You didn't have to mention that. Was your fault. No. But uh, I wish, we wish you all the luck, and hopefully we can have you on again. Yeah, so, all right, let's wrap this up, guys. Awesome. Thank you.